put a full citizenship until the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments after the Civil War, to nine women the right to vote until the 19th Amendment 100 years ago, to poll taxes and literacy tests and the Ku Klux Klan campaigns of violence and terror. Um, did he say clam? I think he did. Ku Klux Klan? Nineteenth Amendment. This guy sounds like he's on Xanax. This is my president. Do you feel? Do you feel like he really speaks for your people? I feel safe. Like that. that. I feel like I feel like if something happened to me, he would he would be there to like he would have my back. But one hundred percent. He can't even walk upstairs to Air Force One. How do you think he's gonna? Okay, he would trip on his way to save me. But but it was the enthusiasm that counts. He he cares. I'm sure. He he beat somebody up behind a barn for me. All that guy cares about is ice cream. Have you seen him eat ice cream? Have you seen how the media reports on I him like eating ice cream? I feel like you're being mean. That you, you think I'm being mean. <laughs> I'm not the one ushering in a communist utopia. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. One lick of chocolate chocolate chip. Mm, communism. <laughs> it's not going to affect me. I'm Joe Biden. I'll, I'll be dead. Click, clicks, I'll, I'll be dead before socialism gets here. <laughs> they didn't have my ice cream. It's the worst thing since the Civil War. Everything's the worst thing since the Civil War. Rhetoric. I studied it in college. Hey, how are y'all doing today? Anyway, it's good to see you. <laughs> good to see you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. We missed you. It's been a whole week. It's just it's so hard to be apart from you. <laughs> we have a special show for you today. They're all special, but today's especially special because it's today. Um, we have a lot of things to discuss, and we also have a special guest with us. Uh, you want to give them a little rundown about who's coming in later in the show? Yes, we have the Poetic Patriot, at Poetic Patriot on Twitter and Instagram. His name is Dion Black. He's also a gun guy, which I love. Cool with me. Yeah. He's already with my kind of people. Yeah. Dion is funny, too, so we're in for a treat. Well, uh, we have a lot of things to discuss, people, because the world is insane. And I don't know how many of you out there tuning in actually keep up with this stuff like we do, but whew, it's, it is a roller coaster ride. I never paid attention to the news growing up because I didn't care. I was a child. But then when I got into like that age where my dad was kind of like, you should start paying attention. And I did. And it just, it all seemed kind of nebulous and like bizarre and like highfalutin to me. You know, it's like the Wall Street Journal is talking about important things like economics. And now I just think journalists are retarded. Well, they are retarded. They're just very educated retards. Yeah, I'm beginning to realize, like, all of the patina of, like, ooh, academia and, like, intelligence, and we're journalists, and we're, we're the ones who are, like, the watchdogs of civil rights and all these sorts of things. Be freaking ass. You know what's funny is I used to want, be, want to be one of those people so bad. I wanted to go to journalism school. Like, you would have been a good newscaster. That's what I wanted to do. It was, like, either ESPN and uh, broadcast with the NBA, mm, or I, I was going to be, like, a writer and be, like, any, anybody out there seeing uh, Cary Grant and um, Rosalind Russell, I think, uh, uh, My Girl Friday, I wanted to be that type of journalist, but I was never smart enough. Well, you know. Woo, woo, woo. I don't think it's intelligence that kept you out. Well, that's what I thought at the time. No, that wasn't it. <laughs> if you keep track of these people's Twitter feeds, that'll tell you that's not true. My goodness. But, um, you, you know, the point is is that the news is insane. Uh, and I wanted to give a little recap. Remember a couple of weeks ago we discussed the uh, Wee Spa controversy where a mm -hmm. transgender person went into one of these female-only spas, I believe, in um, Beverly Hills, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, Willis and Doodleberries came out in front of, like, a six-year-old girl and the mm -hmm. mother, and they, of course, rained down fire 
on the staff, and the staff was like trying to calmly explain to them, like, well, it was a sexual orientation thing, or da 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 da. You know, and I went in on the hipster mustache guy, that video. Well, it turns out that things escalated. I don't know how many of you paid attention to this in the news, but uh, um, a certain uh, group of um, anti fascists showed up when the people who were protesting Willis and Doodleberry showed up. So, you know, the, and, and I don't know if you have footage of this, Z, but I do. basically you had a bunch of people protesting the fact that a guy had sexually assaulted essentially minors and a bunch of women in a women's only space. Well, because Antifa is, you know, everything that is unholy, they decided to show up and literally beat people, steal signs. Um, they attacked one gentleman. He defended himself with a water bottle. Some dude came out of the woodwork, like, out of, like, one of these gangbanger East L.A. movies, shirtless, cholo-looking guy with rosary beads, and he mm-hmm. was swatting at him mm-hmm. and telling him they were abominations. I mean, it was a bleep show. And, uh, you know, we have some of the reports here to pull up if uh, Z can provide us with some video footage for you to enjoy because <laughs> this is so entertaining. I, I mean, it's terrible that this is even happening, but it, clown world, man. Oh, that that didn't feel good. Well, that's just a small preview of what went on. Oh, there's more. Uh, there's more to Uno come. Mas, uno mas. You know, what's crazy to me is that these people are literally just standing out there saying like, hey, we're not going to tolerate people coming in and showing their dongs to little girls in a women's only spa. And Antifa's like, no, we ain't having none of that Nazi nonsense. Mm-hmm. We're going to come over here and kick some people in the head. Oh, well, let's look. This is a street preacher who showed up to the protest. So, of course, he got his butt kicked. No, 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 no. Uh, trying to take his, his sign. Yeah. He doesn't look. He doesn't look white. So they're beating the color. He, he's definitely Latino. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step out on the limb and say that this guy's definitely Hispanic. You know what's funny is that the cops are present. Yep. The cops are definitely present, but they are not standing in. They're not interceding, even though that is their mandate. Under no circumstance would this be tolerated under any other context, but because it's Antifa, they always stand down. Mm-hmm. How interesting. Show us some more, darling. Yes, sir. Oh, so in a public space and public property where taxpayers are allowed to peacefully protest, assemble, and walk, we now have black-clad losers with balaclavas and face masks basically dictating who can stand where. I mean, this has been going on for four years now, but this is over the fact, once again, that a woman and her child were sexually assaulted by an alleged transgender, and then people showed up to protest the spa. Hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what they remind me of, Antifa? I mean, that's literally the Red Guard, is it not? Mm -hmm. Um, It's Hitler Youth. Brown shirts. Yep. It's uh, whatever the Soviet, I mean, it's it's not an English word. Uh, It starts with a K. You probably know it. Oh, uh, the Soviet Union. They commis, commis or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. They, they had the, the same thing where they used the youths and they um, militarized these kids. 
it, it's astonishing to me that people don't see this for what it is. I mean, listen, I'm kind of a dork, right? I went to college. I read a lot of books. I actually enjoyed reading those books. And I'm super into history. Nerd. All of this stuff makes perfect sense to me. I look at it and I'm like, okay, I've seen this one before. I've seen this episode. This is where the communism takes over. Mm -hmm. But everyone else is sitting out there like, but they call themselves anti-fascists. It's in the name. <laughs> I'm like, you think to myself, I'm like, is it really that easy to dupe you normies? Mm -hmm. I literally can just say things like um, anti-violence brigade. And then I go out and shoot up a bunch of people. And everyone's like, but they're the anti-violence brigade. Why would they shoot people? Oh, and they can call people racist if they are um, a colored person. Well, I mean, wouldn't you describe these Latino folks as people of color by the common intersectional rubric? I would call them colored, but sure. Okay. I love that you use that word because it triggers people. But, yeah, I would agree with you. And so it, it's like we were talking about with the transgender. It trumped the black woman, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, now you have a bunch of upper middle class white kids, which is what all communists are, if you people would just pay attention out there kicking around street features who look awfully uh, brown and uh, Latino-ish to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, other white folks and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And uh, nobody says boo about it because they're anti-fascist. Yep. They're not fascist because they have the anti in front of it and the hyphen. You people are retarded. <laughs> How are you so easily doomed? <laughs> you kind of deserve it, honestly. Yeah. I would be okay with your country, this country, being taken over by communists and idiots like Antifa mm -hmm. if, because you're such suckers, mm -hmm. except that I also have to pay a price. So I'm ticked off. If it was just me watching this on the news, I'd be like, <laughs> you deserve it, America. You're so mean. Only when I'm happy. I like it. Oh, my god. Okay, can we get to something that's really disturbing for me? Of course. Um, li like, when I say disturbing, I literally got sick to my stomach when I saw this mm. video. Um, mm -hmm. I can't, I think I, I think you sent it to me on Twitter, maybe. Yeah. Or I ran across it and sent it to you. You ran across it first, and then <gasps> I sent you the comedic follow-up that you refused <gasps> to watch. <gasps> I couldn't watch it, because <laughs> he sent me something, and I said, I'm sorry, I cannot watch this again. Like, I already battled nausea for six months. I did not want to be nauseous again. So anyway, this is what happens. <laughs> Let me see if I can break this down. Actually, let's play. Can you the break it down without breaking down? I can, but I want to play the video and then break it down just in case, because the video is disturbing. Trigger warning. Uh, I actually, honestly, if you have kids watching, don't let them see this because you're going to confuse the mess out of their little poor yeah, brains. It's, it's not even like sexually explicit. It's just so... It's weird, man. Weird that it crosses into a strange threshold. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give this one a PG-13 rating. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's this one. Let's see. I'm either having like... I got a poop cramps or labor is starting. I'm trusting my body through this process and honestly in a way I've never had before. I'm not totally sure if labor is starting, but something is happening. My love, how you doing? Contracting all over the place. Hmm. We should probably get <laughs> Sorry, this is just hey, this is like a comedy. <laughs> like if this were a we didn't have any conversation about what to do laugh. if my midwife didn't show up. I'm very unprepared to give birth by myself. It was very inspiring to see Hanu do something that they they were not sure they were going to be able to do. 
I just felt really thankful. For Ahanu, for creating our family. Alright, here's where it gets weird, people. Oh, I have to put it on here. The baby has been able to latch, but I've not been able to produce any milk. It's okay because we're going to supplement the feeding with formula so that my baby's still getting the, the nutrients that they need, but so I'm still feeling hopeful. Huh? I appreciate you so much for all your work. And I appreciate you also, baby. I'm going to die without you. <laughs> Okay. Well, while I digest that, I haven't actually watched it all the way through. I wanted to be genuinely um, shocked and appalled, and okay. I'm, I'm both. Le okay, let me let me break it down. Let me break it down. <laughs> this, this is clown world. Let me break it down. What is happening? So what just happened, if you're like, what the devil did I just watch? Because it took me a second. It took me a second. What you just watched was two transgender people who decided to have a child one born a woman, one born a man. Okay, that makes mm -hmm. sense. The one that has transitioned to be a man has the uterus and had the child. The one that is that transitioned to be a woman was the one that was born a man that had the child latched onto his nipple. That person cannot lactate. That person cannot deliver nutrients to anyone. The only thing that that person can do is what he did, which was put a baby in that woman. Now the woman who was transitioned to be a man, come on, he, she, they, just, okay? So they no longer have the lactating sacs in order to nutri nutrients the baby. And Pay he, attention, this is probably better than seventh grade health class at this point. He, he, she, they had the nerve to say, Oh, we're gonna supplement. No, you aren't supplementing, you're replacing. Supplement means addition to what you're doing. You are as dry as a bone. Yeah, it's almost like women were meant to breastfeed and men were not. Here's the other weird part. What is it, what do you have to do to, make, to, to create a baby? This means that they had heterosexual normal sex had yeah. a child and then got confused when the child came out and was like, I think I'll try to breastfeed it. Anytime a baby is, if you had a baby and you went to, let's say you went to a restaurant and you had a baby and it was latched onto your nipple and you unbuttoned the top button, everyone in there would think you're a perv. Okay, let's not, let's just. Oh, please. That's not the worst this thing they've seen family, this episode. This is a, this is a family <laughs> friendly show, darn it. I can't believe that we haven't called CPS on these people. But instead, they're going to get airtime. They're going to get treated as civil rights heroes. They're going to get all kinds of special plaudits and like thousands and thousands of retweets on Twitter and Facebook. Now, you try to convince me that those two people don't have a mental issue. This is not a bashing type of show. Well, yes, it is. What am I talking about? Have of course it me? is. Of course it is. But this is reality. That child is going to grow up with a mommy, daddy, mommy, daddy. That kid's gonna grow up calling their parents Z and Zer and lecturing other children and meanwhile crying in their closet because everything is twisted and broken. Imagine being an, an adult and not being able to have normal relationships. Oh my gosh. Because you're jacking up the order that God created. And you're doing it for no good reason. I really don't see how anybody is being fulfilled in this relationship. Even the baby's not getting any The baby can't milk. even get milk. I mean, talk about selfish. Like, who indulges this behavior at the expense of another human being? I mean, if you want to go off and chop off, you chop off your 
Willis and Dillberries and pretend that you're a woman, you're in a free country. You can do so. They even have special surgeries for you at top-ranked hospitals and surgeons around the world just waiting to do it as long as you got the cash. Listen, listen. Ladies. Listen, ladies. <laughs> I know that we get tired of our uteruses. It can be an inconvenience. But then you have that child, and it's a wonderful thing, and you're like, well, maybe it's worth it. And then you hate it again later. Sounds like a strange relationship. It is. Women and uteruses, man. We gotta, we gotta come to terms with each other. It's hard. Have you ever hated your uterus so much, though, you wanted to cut off your boobs and grow facial hair? Absolutely not. <laughs> Seems like a big trade, ladies. Listen, I like, like being... Like an overcompensation. I like being high maintenance. What was that? Uh, Steven Crowder's dad uh, dressed up like, <laughs> like Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn <laughs> Jenner, and was like, why would a man go from a low-maintenance lifestyle of a, of a dude and then go to this high make because he had on heels and everything they put makeup on him it was hilarious i gotta tell you I, I i don't envy the routine you go through even just for this show yeah i mean i'm the one doing the bird bath in the parking lot and that's high maintenance enough for me i think we should show that video in the next show oh no <laughs> she caught me in the parking lot coming back from work scrambling to get here into the studio let's get to the next one <sighs> Because we could sit here and talk about this forever. It is ridiculous. And I, I you know what? I, frankly, I just want to tell everybody out there, it's not okay. When mm -mm. people try to force this gender pronoun, Zs, or any of this stuff on you, you have to stand up to it. It doesn't matter the context. You cannot just let them bulldoze the conversation and treat this like this is normal. It's not normal. Yes. It's so depraved and mentally ill and wrong. And we need to basically have the spine to be able to just say what your actual freaking gender is. This whole dead naming and all this stuff, that's BS. We need to be very careful about calling calling it conservative too. Like, oh, oh we're not, now we're libertarians and we just accept everything. Like, no, there's liberty and then there's indulging people's um, mental illness. Right, like everybody's trying to get cute now in the conservative movement in California because they're primarying Gavin Newsom or recalling, I should say, mm -hmm. because the guy you know destroyed one of the greatest and most profitable states in the union, but I digress. So everybody's smart move in the conservative movement and the Republican Party is to get Caitlyn Jenner, a mentally ill person who doesn't know what gender they are, to replace him? That doesn't strike me as like normal conservatism. Hey, Larry Elder to the rescue, baby. And Larry Elder swoops in in a timely fashion. So Swoop? Check out Larry. He's a good guy. He knows what he's talking <laughs> What's about. What's that Superman dance? You exactly. You red pilled <laughs> Dave Rubin, all right. So that's that's something He's to say man. right there. Well, our next little bit that we wanted to show you because mental illness seems to be rampant in our country. Jeez. We're gonna call this when Karen's attack. <clears throat> now everybody knows. <laughs> this one. You keep lying, saying I'm threatening you, so I'm recording to protect myself. Get her phone away, she said. Can you please stop recording? Get her phone away! Get her phone away! <laughs> Someone needs to play that tonight without dessert. Yeah. <laughs> crazy lady. Can she attack me? 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 Security! Get security! Security! Look at this! She's not, she doesn't really feel the Yes, y'all get her away from me! Get her away from me! We all have mercy! She's laughing. Get her away from me! I would be too. 
this is like bad performance art. Like, I, I don't believe her. I don't Get believe she's in this. Like, I've got a lot of people who watch CPR compassionate. Like, oh, she's clearly having a great time. Look, so well, I got to just go check myself. Can I show you my favorite part? Oh, yes, please. This part. I don't believe any of this. You keep lying, saying I'm threatening. This is what happens when you get too much attention growing up, and nobody, nobody tells you to just shut up and go to your room. That's the most exercise that lady's done in two years. Seriously, those legs were uh, shaking. <laughs> She's recording me. Shut up. Look, her legs do. Her legs did what white women wish their butts did when they twerk. <laughs> 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 that like. Where do you come up with these zingers? Because I, I know, know you don't write this material beforehand. Some of the best material from you just comes right off the cuff. I love it. <gasps> That's good stuff. And you know, it's just this is this is not this is not representative of the country as a whole, obviously. But it is becoming so frequent, and because we're on the internet, we get hit with it all the time. And it just seems to me like everybody's losing their minds. And I, I, I wanted to name this segment uh, "White People." White people. White people. White people. W Y P I P O. Why are you so crazy, white people? <laughs> I don't Can know. Can you get your brethren under control, please? You know, if if I were the emperor of white people, I would have them under control. <laughs> That's not fascist or intimidating at all. Well, listen, folks. If you have mental problems, seek help. Go to church. Stop. Take what you need. Stop. Get help. Get some help. <laughs> but but in this case, I don't entirely. I'm not entirely certain that this woman is mentally ill. No. I think she's just depraved, selfish, narcissistic, and spazzy. And I don't think that she's ever been slapped properly, because you don't go charging at a black woman with reckless abandon if you've ever been punched in the face, because you know it's probably a bad idea. I feel like black people are the types too. Like if she had hit her, and let's say she just started wailing on her. There would have been some other black ladies like, oh, I got to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Have, have you ever noticed? Like, there, I've been in situations where I've been out in public and, and maybe there was like an almost altercation. And I've had black dudes that were like, are you good, sis? You good, queen? All right. All right. And I'm like, I know they would have had my back if something went down. Meanwhile, white people are like, oh, hey, man, cover your head. <laughs> I got to go. I got I got a thing. White women are like, ma'am, you should call your lawyer immediately. That, that was too much force. That was Do you want the number to my therapist? Oh, that was definitely too much force. I don't, I don't feel comfortable. Not your mom. I think your mom would speak. <laughs> my mom is a savage. <laughs> your mom is black. Inside, yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the, what's the, because like there's Oreo. There's black on the outside, white on the inside. But what's white on the outside, black on the inside? Is there like a term for that? I don't know. Comment section? Comment section. Help us out. We need help with this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, and I've heard I've heard other racial kind of comparisons like that. Like I've heard uh, bananas or Twinkies. Like if you're Asian, yellow on the outside, white on the inside. But I've never heard anything in the opposite. Mm. It has to exist. Okay. But anyway, uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out to a special couple. They're related to me. Yeah, this would be Shannon and Jake Novoy. Congratulations on your new baby boy, Yay. Colin Novoy. He looks healthy. He he's looks so a lot cute. like his dad, unfortunately. And he's going to grow up to be a great, big, strong boy. Scott. Oh, Jake knows I love him. That's not right. You know I love you, Jake. But he definitely takes more after you. I saw that nose. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, you two. You're yeah. going to make a wonderful dad, Jake. You're going to be an excellent mom, Shannon. And I hope you recover quickly. 
and I am so stoked to be an uncle. That makes you an auntie, by the way. I know we're not married, but you might as well be. Auntie. Auntie. I'm going to teach him how to say auntie. He's going to have a thing for black women when he grows up. Oh, once you taste that chocolate, you're done. It's like, I don't know why I have this proclivity when you're always hanging out with Z. You know what happened when you were a baby, a black woman kissed you on the cheek, and you were like, it's a home. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no, we actually have a couple comments. Inside Out Oreos. All right. Mm, It's kind of wordy. No, 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 there are the cream ones. Yes, she's right. Eclairs. Mm. That's too fancy for me. I'm sorry. It's a little too bougie, but then again, it is a white person, so the bouginess could fit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Run with it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Nay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if anybody else has any good options for a white person who is black on the inside and kind of has a black soul, and you can compare it to foodstuffs, please shoot in the comments section. Mm-hmm. Well, we have. Uh, <laughs> this is you know, it's almost biblical. Mm-hmm. Uh, babe, can you pull this up real quick? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for those of you out there who, you know, you go to church, you might have read the Ten Commandments at what time or two. Uh, you know, God seems to have this thing with, you know, putting other gods before him. And, uh, well, if I have ever seen, at least in modern society, modern secular society, a better example of somebody being worshipped for the wrong reasons, it's George Floyd. And this mural on this old building has been standing there since his untimely death until lightning struck it. Now, here's the thing. It didn't light up the building that happened to have the mural, that featured the mural. It didn't hit a lightning rod nearby the mural. It hit George right in the dome. Darn. Uh, Can they see this? Yes. I, I hesitate to attribute supernatural because usually there's a rational explanation or scientific explanation for most things. But lightning strikes being what they are, it's quite rare for them to hit things like this. But that is sniper precision. It's almost like God just put his finger out and went, nope. And I can't help but think, maybe we should all pray more. Maybe he's trying to tell us something. What's that story in the Bible where um, the Philistines, dang it, I'm getting ejected up. Chemo brain. Uh, but anyway, the Philistines had the, the statue of this god, and it kept falling over. Mm-hmm. And then finally, like, the head rolled off. That's yeah, what it reminds me The Bible of. is full of lots and lots and lots of examples of statues and false gods and idols being destroyed or demolished or attacked or knocked over in order to prove that they are not actually divine and that the gods that were tied to them had no actual retributive power. That God, the true God, the living God, was the only one that mattered. Well... Can't think of a better cultural example than Emperor Floyd getting zapped in the face by a 10,000 gigawatts of voltage. Yep, unfortunately. But You could power a DeLorean with that strike. Yeah, we've made him, uh, not we, they made him a god. Now, we're not saying God did this. No one is pretending to be a prophet right now. I'm not saying God did this. I'm not pretending to be a prophet right now. But it is mighty coincidental. You know, Nancy Pelosi actually gave him a folded flag like he was a gold star family. No, I did not know that, actually. What a slap in the face to the military. Yeah. To everyone who actually had someone die to save their country. Yeah. That's why God zapped it. (laughs) It's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Word. It's an unprovable thesis, so you can argue about it all day long, but I'll tell you what. (laughs) You keep going down that path with the golden casket worshiping and all that sort of stuff, Lightning seems to fall from the sky with sniper-like precision. 
Uh, well, we could gather on and on and on about all this stuff, but uh, I think we're starting to get to that point in the show where we need to introduce our guest. Yes, sir. Dion. Dion Black. Dion Black. My dog. Let me tell you something about Dion. Dion's a gun guy. He owns a business. It's called Trigger Outlaws Tactical. First of all, freaking love that name. And obviously, you can find him on Instagram and Twitter. Pull out your phone. If you're watching on a PC, open up another window. Go at him, at poetic underscore patriot right now, and follow him. Dion, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming. How we doing, Dion? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. We're you so glad me? to have you. Me? Yes, we can hear you. Great. Might need to talk a little louder or get closer to the mic, buddy. It's a little low volume. You hear me now? We can hear you, just a little on the low side. So tell the good folks a little bit about yourself real quick, and then we can get into a little discussion. Uh, I'm Dion Black. Black. Uh, I, live uh, I live in Texas. Texas. Um, um, I'm a uh, patriot. patriot. Uh, uh, hardcore conservative, Christian conservative. 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 Um, uh, I mean, that's I mean, about that's it. About <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm, not so a, I'm not a, a famous special guy. Special guy. Hey man, you're a special guy to us. So tell us a little bit about the company that you started. Uh, uh, I started Trigger Outlaws Tactical. Um, I wasn't raised around a lot of guns and everything, but uh, it became a hobby for me. And me being conservative, I'm passionate about the Second Amendment. So it shall not be your friends. Period. Yep. Period. And thank you, sir. So. You know, I I, 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 I I grew up in the in the hood. In the hood. Um, um, so I, so I, 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 you know, I feel, I feel passion about helping people to do things the right way. Right way. Mm-hmm. So, so I make it my, my, you know, my goal is to try to help people and help people do things legally and the right way. Right way. And do you find that within your community, whether that be the black community or just the Texas community you happen to live in? Have you seen a rising interest in um, self-protection and getting concealed carry licenses amongst, say, your peers or your friends or your family or the people in your neighborhood since um, everything has gone to hell in a handbasket the last two years? Um, um, to be honest, to be honest, since the pandemic, there has, has been, been a, a well, well, let me, let me, uh, let me stop being politically correct. correct. Planned Plan. pandemic. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, there has been a rise, been a rise in, in Concealed carry license. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't know if you all know Texas has uh, just passed uh, quote constitutional carry. So you no longer need a license to carry a firearm. So my thing on that is I'm keeping my license. So, mm-hmm. so the deal with the license, the license is, is it allows you to carry in like, like I say 32, 33 other states. Other states. Right. So, so um, especially, especially those, those who don't have, have constitution to carry. To carry. Now, so, um, so I'm not I'm pushing not the license on anything. Now, do you now? What sparked your interest in firearms? I mean, what got you down this path initially? You say you kind of grew up in a rough neighborhood, so I'm assuming that self-protection kind of crossed your mind a time or two. But what got you so interested in, like, the Constitution specifically and so ardent a defender of it? I mean, at what point in your life did you sort of become a conservative, and what was that like for you? Uh, 
Well, well. So, so like me and like me and other, other uh, uh, people of my skin persuasion, persuasion. Uh, uh, deeply tanned. We voted for yeah, yeah. We voted for Obama. So it was after I want to say two years after Obama first got elected in 08. In 08. You know. As a minority, you know, he's like, oh my God, we got a brown skinned president. You know, things are for us about to change. We're about to have Popeyes on every corner. You know, it's it was a whole ordeal. Right. So, so they somebody said they seen here in the echo. Echo. Yeah. We'll have the sound engineer that doesn't exist look into that for us real quick. But uh, so okay. Okay, well, hold on. Okay, let's see if it's my, my. Yeah, well, maybe 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 it's just uh, maybe it's just how you're coming through. AirPod. AirPod. You know what? That sounds fantastic. I think that's an improvement, bud. Oh, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you so much, sound engineer. But you you actually sound better too, so appreciate that. So okay, man. Well, you know, it's I think it's fantastic to see people. It doesn't matter where you're from or how your skin persuasion goes. I think all Americans good freedom-loving Americans have a responsibility, not just an option, but a responsibility to own a firearm. I think everybody should understand how to protect themselves, at least on the most fundamental level. And you should be able to do it responsibly and safely, which means you understand the laws, you understand how to apply it, you understand how to use it, and you can go to somebody like Dion and his company, and you can learn how to do this stuff responsibly so that you can be one of the people who can defend others or yourself if necessary within the limits of the law. But the problem is, is that I see so many people um, on a federal and a state level trying to infringe on the Second Amendment, mm -hmm. and they do it in the sneakiest, nasty little ways. I mean, basically, New Jersey hasn't had a Second Amendment in over like 15 years. Um, you know, New York, it's the same thing. You know, the only people in New York, I think John Stossel did a fantastic um, exploring, exploring, um, <clears throat> losing the word, I'm getting chemo brain by proxy, but. He basically did a, you know, an expose, I believe that was the word I was looking for, explaining how corrupt it was and how impossible it was to get a gun, even though New York claims that they respect the Second Amendment. You know, so what's your opinion on that? And um, I'm assuming that's why you're in Texas. <laughs> um, so to so be honest, honest, those, those people, people who, who want to remove guns, guns are some of the most protected people in this world. Right. True story. Mm -hmm. so, so I don't think they have a unbiased opinion on things. You know, their whole family is protected. Right. You know, their children, their grandchildren, their dogs, you know, every inch of their life is protected. So they can Imagine, imagine what it's like, like being an ordinary, ordinary citizen, citizen. You, know, you know having to go with someone, someone trying to break into your home, your home. Mm -hmm. and, and there was, there was a, a lady, lady i forget her name she's a senator, senator in texas, texas who, who a democrat, democrat who, who tried, tried to put forth the bill, bill which got crushed crush, that would allow it uh, a crime to shoot someone who breaks into your home and her reasoning was that you have insurance so that so you can recoup your losses. I think that's evil. 
You know what's funny? I had a conversation with one of my cousins the other day, and she's she wouldn't call herself a conservative by any means, but she knows I'm all, I've always got a gun on me. Literally right here, by the She's way. packing in the studio. It makes oh, me feel safe. Always. And we started talking about guns, and she's, um, I guess she would call herself a Democrat, I, I guess. I'm not really sure. Probably she, just go by liberal. Maybe. A lot I, of people don't like being labeled as one of the parties, even if they only vote Democrat. And she's a millennial, too, so that makes sense. But she, um, she we were talking about, like, the stand your ground laws mm-hmm. and, and that type of thing. Castle doctrine and all that. And I told her, it. hopefully I wasn't lying, but I told her I, I believe in California, like, if someone comes in and you watch them take your TV off the wall and walk out, like, you cannot shoot that person. You can't even hit them with something. You have to, like, watch them. Am I, am I, am I I'm right? I'm pretty sure in California you might have to give them, like, third base. It's like if they, they come leave. at you, you can then do something. But if they just say, what's up, girl, and, like, take your stuff and walk away, you're like. They well, want you to unlock the door and everything for them. So they can right. Well, well, it's, like du- it's like duty to retreat laws, right? Like, And maybe you can expound on this with a little bit more clarity than I could off the top of my head. But essentially, if you're in a situation where someone breaks into your home, your domicile, whatever, your RV, and you know you think that they're there to harm you or to commit a crime, the law will state, okay, you literally have to try and like jump out the window. You have to run out the back right. door if mm-hmm. feasible. You have mm-hmm. to go down into the basement and the storm cell. You have to go to the attic. If you do anything to resist them, you are now liable and you can be held to account. Is that correct? Well, I believe in Texas, so let's say you break into someone's home and they're sitting on the couch, you know, with a 12 gauge talking about hello, how are you? If they, if they flee, flee you can't, can't like chase them down and shoot them. Right. Well, that that's but that's quite a bit different from what I'm describing with the duty to retreat, because I believe that there are laws. I think you're right. In certain municipalities, where the duty to retreat will tell you, it's like you basically cannot stand your ground under any circumstances unless you are absolutely you like a rat in a maze you're trapped in a corner and then you've oh, said oh. no i do not consent 32 times and had them sign a form before they shoot you right oh no and, and in texas if someone breaks in your house it can be fourth of july god bless texas <laughs> i really want to live there but you know like i was like i was stating you know like if they are retreating you know you can't like chase them down and shoot them and which i understand what if they've got your stuff if yeah, what if I really so, like my TV? With the, the theft laws and stuff, I believe in Texas, in the daytime, uh, unless your life is in danger, you can't use deadly force. Okay. Well, you know, and that's and that's typical, though. I mean, the, the use of force spectrum basically says that given the totality of the circumstances, whatever force you use has to be reasonable and justified. So, you know, if Z is getting attacked by a dude my size... Even if he's unarmed, I could wring her head right off her neck if I really wanted to. So her pumping, like, 17 rounds into my sternum is reasonably justified in that circumstance. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm literally running out the door and I'm, like, screaming, like, it's okay, I give up, or whatever, no, no, don't shoot me, and she shoots me in the back, well, yeah, the court's not going to look at that as favorably, and I wouldn't advocate it either. Well, but, well it, it's crazy, like, at night, so the, the circumstances change. So at night, if you catch someone like breaking into your car, or breaking, you know, something like that, it's you get a little more leeway. I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and you don't know sense. if they have like three or four people with them. So the circumstances change at night. Well, speaking of all of this use of force stuff, we wanted to uh, transition to our next segment, use of force. Oh, yes. And we are going to have you contribute to this, Dion, given your expertise and your experience. In uh, shooting projectiles. Projectiles, exactly. So we're going to pop up a little uh, clip on the screen here, Dion, and then we're going to comment on it and discuss it together. How's that sound, buddy? All right, all right. All right, here we go. In, 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 broad in broad daylight, daylight this, young, this girl young, girl young girl that you see here, here sitting, sitting at a bus, at a bus stop, stop when this man, man armed, armed with a, with a knife, knife tries, tries to take to her literally away to his vehicle. vehicle. The, video the video is chilling. An 11-year-old girl, girl waiting, waiting for her school bus when a man armed, armed with a knife runs straight for her and tries to force her into his vehicle. The girl fights back and manages to get away, never allowing the kidnapper to get his arms around her. We showed crime and safety expert Ken Jefferson the video who says her actions likely saved her life. Deputies scoured the neighborhood and within eight hours identified the kidnapper, 30-year-old Jared Stenga, who didn't live far away from the scene of the crime. So, obviously a terrifying circumstance, especially when you think about the parents of that child. But, um, you know, from a, from a use of force standpoint, a couple of things happening here that I, I want to take note of. And I want to provide a little story. Um, when I was younger and I was taking karate lessons in high school, um, yeah, I know I was super cool. The <laughs> the sensei got up in front of the class once, and he and he, you know, gave an announcement, and he pointed to one of the students who, at the time, was about eleven. And he was a, he was a little shrimpy guy too. He was real small for his age. Um, he had been at a playground about three or four days before that class took place, and he'd been playing with his younger sister, who was much younger, around four or five. Well, given his stature he was mistaken for another six or seven year old boy and a sexual predator who had happened to have been um, scoping out that park for a potential target thought that he looked like a juicy target came running up snatched him put him up under his arm and just started booking it well this little 11 year old kid had been studying karate his entire life so you know not that that's the best martial art in the world but it taught the kid how to fight so while he's dangling there this tiny little short 11 year old kid he's going like this and elbowing the guy in the face probably about 11 to 12 times until the guy just decided like I, i'm gonna literally get my whole face busted to crap unless i let go of this crazy little fighting child and so he lets him go and kept running and so the sensei pointed this out everyone gave like a polite golf clap like good job kid Holy way God. to use your karate in real life and it turns out they found the guy later and it turned out to be a very notorious sexual predator Ew. and <laughs> he just chose the wrong kid and this is why I advocate self-defense at a very young age for children because, as you can see, even the self-defense expert that they took this news article to to examine the footage was saying the same thing, that even just her basic struggle was probably what saved her life or at least kept her from becoming a sexual victim of some kind. Um, what do you have to say about it, man? Yeah, I think you did right. I mean, you know, I was taught as a child, you know, if someone tries to grab, grab me, you know, squirm, swiggle, move, yell, scream at the top of my lungs, you know, hopefully, you know, the person that gets scared and be like, you know, what, well, forget it, or, you know, I might get away or kick them in the nuts. You know, do something right. Fight do something. Yeah. And this is something that like when I was teaching my students, you know, they'd always ask me these what if questions like, you know, like, well, what if they're bigger than me? What if there's more than one? What if there's this, that or the other? And I'm like, OK, well, you're already in the circumstance. Right. So do you just want to give up? Like you fight, you thrash, you do whatever you can. Even if you have very few limited options, you use your teeth, you use your you use your fingernails, you use whatever you can get on you. And you do something to make them slow down, to make it harder for them 
to make it scarier for them, to make it take time. And as you can see, this guy, he, he could have easily overpowered this little girl. He had a weapon. But his intent wasn't to murder her. His intent was to use the weapon as an intimidation tactic to propel her from one location to another. Now, I want to make this very clear to the audience. Never, under any circumstance, whether you're trained or not, should you ever allow somebody to take you from location A to location B. Now, if somebody comes up to you and they say, with a knife, give me your wallet, give me your purse, give me this, give me that, you have to make the calculus, is this worth my life? The thing that's most likely going to happen is that if you hand it over politely and calmly, they'll move along because that's all they want in the first place. It's a strong arm robbery. However, you get to decide for yourself how much your purse is worth. And I'm not going to tell you to say, give it up no matter what. Maybe you got everything in there. Maybe it's your life savings. I don't know. It's up to you. However, the FBI will back me up on this next point. If they tell you, go over here, walk with me, get in the car, go into that alley, under no circumstance do you comply. The statistics show that the likelihood of you ending up dead or in pieces is going to go way up. So the best thing you can do, and I know you can back me up on this or not, but you just, if somebody tells you, get in the car, as I like to say, rip and tear. Do whatever you can do. It doesn't even matter if they have a gun because you're probably going to end up dead. And, you know, it's it's something that I think a lot of people don't realize is um, a lot of women would ask me in self-defense seminars in those contexts, well, you know, I've heard that it's more dangerous if you fight them or that maybe the best thing to do is to try and be, like, persuasive and, like, try to calm them down or talk to them. If somebody tells you point A to point B, you come with me, you fight, you fight, you fight, you fight every single time. I don't know. I mean, what would be your suggestion for those circumstances? How would you better prepare somebody to make sure that their kid doesn't get snatched? Um, keep an eye on your kid. Hmm? Yeah, the, 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 the most basic reason why kids get snatched is parents are not paying attention. Mm-hmm. And you also have to teach your child, you know, say no to strangers, period. If you don't know them, don't go with them. Right. Absolutely. Here's another question, Dion. I'm thinking, like, let's say he wasn't he wasn't a lover of little girls, but of, like, smaller black women such as myself let's pretend like he, he likes small black women and he like ran up on me even if i had my gun like i'm thinking about me and like stress training um i could i could work on that um but how much training do you suggest during a week for, like for situations like that like if you if you turn around and someone's running up on you and you they've got a knife and you need to pull it out real fast like how, many, how much training should I do a week to be prepared for that? Um, to be honest, what you feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Until you get it ingrained in your, you know, your brain, that, you know, the best thing to do is try to get separation. Because if you get some separation. So that you can put shots on target or at least ward them off? Yeah. So if you get separation, you might have time to draw off. Yeah. And, you know, you know shoot. shoot you mean it may not be perfect but you know you may have it might save the life right and that's a great thing about guns is like the stuff i teach is hard you know like I, I can make i can make martial arts approachable i've taught everybody from little kids to you know old women and i can and i can teach them very effectively i'm actually quite good as an instructor but the problem is is that physics is a thing biology is a thing um fear and stress these are all things and fighting with your bare hands is is tough 
you know? And you're usually fighting at a disadvantage. You're usually fighting from an ambush situation. So you're almost always getting hit first, and then you're having to react. And so it's, it's, it's astonishingly difficult. They make it look really easy in the movies, people. Don't, don't be fooled. Any martial arts instructor who says that they have the secret to making it, you know, you f making you fight proof or bully proof or this or the other is lying. Mm -hmm. Fighting is hard. And any martial arts instructor that says otherwise is probably got some red flags. But, you know, it, uh, for someone like Z, I want to train her to have that option because, you know, if she gets on her back, if she's on a struggle, if she loses her gun, she needs to have those options. But the gun first because that's the great equalizer, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially if you have separation. Right. Now, now I have a question, just so we don't get stuck on, because you will talk about fighting for forever. Yes, I will. I will and this on. is turning into a really boy conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Love boy stuff. I like boy don't stuff. Front. But right now, the name of the show, the title of the show is about voter ID. <laughs> 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 Thank you for getting us back on track. So, on a faraway tangent. Right. So, you know, you guys had some interesting developments out of Texas, and Z has some. Um, you have some articles I've or something some, you might pull up. Well, I've got some pictures. Right. Go ahead and pull those up and put them on the screen for us. But essentially, we had a an interesting occurrence. We had a bunch of people from <laughs> Democrats, I believe, from Austin, who, in order to deny a quorum to avoid basically finalizing a vote on strengthening voter ID laws and other um, voting rules. If you actually read the fine print of this legislation, it actually just makes voting simpler and more transparent. But instead of, you know, just agreeing with that, the Democrats had to be divisive a-holes. And they all went and got some Miller Lite, went on a private jet, maskless, I might add, yeah, and just yeah. made themselves out to look like martyrs, <laughs> like they're escaping a communist Cuba. And they all flew to D.C. to have a little party. First of all, let's talk about the real sin here, which is that pack of Miller Lite. Um, I think that's the real sin. You know, if they didn't want to wear um, masks, fine. I'm, I'm actually okay with that. Um, if they wanted to escape and run away from their jobs, you know, we all want to run, run away from our jobs sometimes. It gets hard out there. But don't you buy another pack freaking light beer ever again <laughs> in your freaking lives. Z is a beer snob. You, okay, you want to save the calories? Stop stuffing your face with Cheetos. Cut off calories somewhere else. Yeah, stop eating Oreos and you can have nice beer. They didn't even get the regular, like the champagne of beers. At least get that if you're trying to save a buck. <laughs> what that's, do you drink, Dion? That's the real thing. Uh -huh. Okay, the most interesting man in the world. I dig it. So, listen, you're a swarthy complexioned guy, all right? So you're clearly the target of all the PR campaigns and all the rhetoric from the Democrats and the leftists these days. They seem to be under the presumption that because you're black, because of the tint of your skin, you are incapable of getting an ID and voting. What's your opinion? I think it's condescending and racist. It is. My goodness. Can I tell you, the first time I heard about this, I was like kind of studying up and watching videos and reading books and articles and stuff about conservatism and, and politics and whatnot. And I ran across this uh, video by um, our Jewish guy. And he said, I can't remember his name. And he, sa he said, um, he went out on into New York and he asked a bunch of like college age kids, like, 
Is this like Avi Yemeni or something like that? No, Avi Army. And he said, "Hey, what do you think about voter ID?" Well, a lot some black people they can't they don't have access to the internet. Some black people they don't have cars and they don't know where the DMV is. And I was like, "Huh?" I literally went, me, I was I was watching the video on the internet. And by the way, I'm poor. I am not a Cosby kid. I was watching the video on the internet. I, I looked at my ID. I said, well, I got that. I looked outside. I said, mm, there's my car. Hmm. I know where the DMV is. Hmm. And then, it, I mean, that was the first time it dawned on me that white leftists really have pity on me. They look down on me and they think I don't know how to do things without them. I honestly think they hold you in the same esteem as they do, like, Native Americans circa, like, 1829. I was going to say chimpanzees. <laughs> now we start getting into some dark territory with the uh, the lips and the monkey conversion. Well, Joe Biden already told me I wasn't black. So now Dion, I'm going to get an idea. Dion, you're on our show. We know you're not black, all right? Yeah. The whole black community knows you're not black. I just, I just <laughs> got a really dark team. As soon as you accepted the invite to this show, AT&T started monitoring your messages. Ignore, right. ignore the nappy beard. <laughs> That's not what we're looking at. <laughs> You're not black. I just, it pisses me off. I'm white. I have no skin in the game on this. But the idea that people like my complexion are trying to basically pretend that you're so stupid and so incapable and so dumb that you can't do the same thing that we all can do. I mean, you have to get an ID to buy beer. You have to get an ID to get on an airplane. You have to get an ID to do a thousand other things. And yet somehow everybody on the internet will defend this rhetoric as if it makes sense. It is just condescending racist BS. Mm -hmm. Even even when I was getting chemo, I had to, um, I had well, they already had my ID on file. They had that they had that issue on file. And then every time they gave me uh, another medication, it was like, and here's your name and your birthday to make sure because there's probably another Zynga Johnson out there. So even with that, I had to make sure I had I identified myself. Every time I saw a new doctor or a nurse, they were like, your name, please, and your birthday. Thank you. Every single time. So even at the doctor's office, you have to um, make sure your identity is you. A fun fact, by the way, and uh, I don't know if you knew this, Dion. Uh, so in Brazil, right, where they have the famous favelas, these giant shanty towns because of government corruption and massive amounts of poor people who literally don't have running water or power, right, they are mandated by the government to vote in Brazil. Every citizen must vote once he reaches a certain age. And in order to vote, they have to provide at least three forms of proof of identity. Mm. These people who literally live in shanty towns on the sides of hills with running hoop streams can figure out how to get a government ID and do so constantly and vote. And yet you, in a first world country, the greatest country in the world, with all of our advances and scientific advances and all of the opportunities provided there, there too, you are too stupid and too poor and too out of touch with the mainstream white people to be able to figure out how to vote in an election. Mm -hmm. Now here's the question, Dion. I have, I have what I think. I'm sure you have what you think. But what do you think? What is the end goal for these Democrats? Like, why are they acting like it's racist when they know darn well it's not racist? Um, it's just victim, victim mentality. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what's running the nation now. It's victimhood and racism and, and all of this. I'm oppressed and, you know, it's, it's a hard not life for me. You know, the white, racist Republicans 
or just some evil with a white liberal is here to save the day. You know, are total monsters. I'll give them that. It's it's ridiculous. I just who's buying this? Like, look, look, I get it. College students. Behind closed doors, I know that, like, black people talk smack about white people the same white people talk smack about black people sometimes. Darn right. But do you really hate us so much that you actually want to side with these people who think that you're basically stupid children that need a pat on the head? Like, doesn't that infuriate you? Like, if I were black, I'd be so pissed. I'd be flipping furniture all the time. I'd be like, no, you did not just say that about me. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't well, get it. A lot of us suffer from cognitive dissonance. So right. we've been told for so long that Republicans were racist. You know, Republicans were the bad guys. There was this quote, big switch, which was, you know, no myth. The parties didn't switch. Uh, we've been told this for so long that we believe it. And so when someone presents us with information or anything to combat uh, that or deter that way of thinking, folks just immediately dismiss it and say, oh no, you're, you're, you're brainwashed, you're keen. Mm -hmm. You know, you're Uncle Tom. Fool Uncle Tom was the hero. Right. <laughs> Ridiculous. Well, buddy, we've got a couple more segments, but we want you to tune in and we want you to help us with these segments. So we're going to have a little bit of fun now since we're talking about the racial differences between white people and the brothers and the sisters. We're going to have a nice little episode of racial retort. The brothers and the sisters. Listen, I'm white. I don't have to say it all soul like. <laughs> it's not an obligation of mine. It's none of my genes. Anyway, so darling, pull up your questions. Let's get ready to roast each other's races. Dion. Feel free, by the way, if you have any questions for white people, you can be a contributor to this segment. And okay, okay. You can be as savage as you like. I can take it. On behalf, as the emperor of all white people, I will stand in for all of the white race. <laughs> Let's see if you can actually answer these questions. Because I think we have real questions for you people. And I want to know, especially before I attempt to marry into it. Mm, fire away. All right. <laughs> Why do y'all make such horrible decisions in horror movies? <sighs> because all the screenwriters are lazy. Fair enough. Yeah. Besides, you saw that video from earlier. This giant cast of Karens. What do you expect them to do in a life-threatening situation? They're going to lay on the floor and vibrate. All right. Black people. <laughs> Black people. Do girls ignore your rusty Impala so long as it's mounted on shiny rooms? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> They're rims, for God's sake. Of course. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter if the whole thing's a jalopy sitting on a weird lifted kit. It really as long doesn't. as it has 20s and they're shiny. No, it doesn't matter. Have oh, my no. gosh. Yeah. It doesn't have to have a AC. I'm on rims. It's probably. <laughs> if you rolled up and picked me up for dinner at Sullivan's in downtown Raleigh, mm. I'd be like, oh, my gosh. This is the matter of my dreams. Literally donking down the street. We'd be sweating. There'd be sweat dripping off my wig, but who cares? Yeah, my front fender's like hanging down, even with the lift kit still dragging and making sparks. As long as you have mad bass, yo. As long as I got bass and rims. All right, well, now I understand black people a little better. Darling, question. Who the devil invented the green bean casserole? You know, that's actually a good question. It's disgusting. Her name is Betty. I know that. So she's definitely I have, I have had to endure green bean casserole my entire life, and I have never met a single person who likes it. I'm sorry. It's hey, like, hey. Like, 
mean, what, you like green bean casserole? Hey, I've had some decent green bean casserole. I'm not even gonna lie. Are you sure you're not white? Wait, 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 wait. No, whoever cooked it, the the decent ones, they were of color, weren't they? Yeah. Ow. That's racist. Told ya. (laughs) I don't like the way this is going. I feel double teamed. All right, question for the black folks. Are you aware that dogs come in other breeds besides Pitbull and Chihuahua? Nope. Nope, nope. Seriously? I mean, you There's so many breeds to enjoy, and you literally only own two. He's got a corgi, and I was like, what the <laughs> devil is that? What is this demon from hell? What is this little short dwarf? Oh, as opposed to the dog that was literally bred to, like, take down armored soldiers. And the one that is so violent, even though it's a shaking neurotic mess. Those are the two I, I, I you choose. We like aggression. I seriously do. See, I'm, okay. I'm down with a Rottweiler. I'm I, down with a Rottweiler. I wanted a Rottweiler so bad in high school, and then I got older and realized that dogs are nasty. And that dog would eat you. All right, give me another question, darling. Um, why did you raid the world for spices and now refuse to use them? <laughs> oh, that's I wanna fantastic! Add I want to add something. <gasps> why, 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 why do they think salt is spicy? Oh, my gosh. You both are so mean. <gasps> but, no, that's really good. That was a good one. This is spicy. <laughs> Oh Dion, the last the last time we did this segment, I said, um, "Why do y'all think ketchup is spicy?" Which was cheesy and stupid. We obviously don't think it's. Yeah, spicy. And that reminds me of an episode of uh, it was Gordon Ramsay's uh, cooking show where he go to these restaurants, and this guy made a burger, and the uh, owners was I guess against the cook or whatever. I know so the they episode. Made this burger, and she ate it. And she was like, mm, "What is this weird?" Yes. Hey, hey. She was like, like this Yeah. <laughs> because the 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 her husband was cooking with wagyu. Is it wagyu? Wagyu beef. Wagyu beef. And he was like, "Oh, this is the best." And so he tried to feed it, and uh, Gordon was like, "Oh, yeah, that's so hor- that's horrible." Ate the cooks, and he was like, mm, "That's delicious. That's delicious." And she was like, <coughs> mm, "What is that? What is that?" And it was just spice. It was flavor. <laughs> you know, you know what, it, you know what it actually stems from is that in the 1950s, uh, I'm gonna dork out for a second. In the 1950s, Americans boiled everything because in we the were, 50s, yes, in the 1950s and slightly prior to that, we boiled everything, and everything was tasteless, rubbery, and cheap, and it was easy to produce and easy to cook, and. Um, seasonings were kind of like a luxury slash expensive thing that you didn't really think about at the store. And so unless you grew up next to some neighbors with some soul, you pretty much just threw a little bit of lemon pepper on your chicken, and that's if you were feeling bougie. And so there's a lot of boring white food out there, and there's a lot of parents who never taught their kids how to cook properly or to expand their horizons or to, like, try and spice things up. So they literally just repeat the same green bean casserole recipe they've been doing in their family for three generations, even though nobody has the balls to stand up and be like, Mom, this sucks. I have friends who, if if you put, like, a of pepper they're like oof oof she literally doesn't like flavor she's also she's also like a workout chick and um she's she's actually really good you know what I'm talking about now I'm talking and about. we were we were having a conversation and she was like yeah I don't like I don't like um seasoning and I thought I was like wow I didn't think that seasoning had like calories you don't like and then she's like no I literally it's like it that's almost like no calories she's like it's not about health it's about taste I, I don't like flavor and I was like 
This is this just seems like a really great like she should say that on her first dates just to weed out the chaff because if she goes out with any men and it's just like first thing out of her mouth is like I don't like flavor. Oh wait, what do you mean like like too spicy, like too sweet? No flavor. We're like I'm sorry, that's not gonna work. <laughs> like I'm like uh, give her the check. I'm out. If if I if I bite into a burger, I want it to taste like air. All right, darling. I oh. got I got one more for you, and then you can hit me with one more. All right. Does using mane and tail shampoo make you feel like a stallion? Using what? Mane and tail. Oh, come on, Dion, you know what I'm talking about. Mane and tail shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? the devil is that? It's the horse shampoo that all these black chicks use. Uh, uh I think I, I think know what you, I think I know, I know what you know. Come on. Wait, look Am I the blackest person black, here at the no, moment? No, no. <laughs> look it up. Spell it out. I don't even know how to spell it. Yeah, like mane, like a horse mane. Mane and tail. I think shampoo. I know, I think I know what, what, what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, I used it. <laughs> she used it. You didn't even know what I was talking about. See? Wait, wait, wait. Let me share the screen. How do I share? Oh. Is it like a white like bottle? Yes. Yeah, I'm with the horse it. silhouettes on it. it. Top one. There you go. Yeah, let's take a look here. There people. it is. Oh, it's on sale. Are you gonna order me some? What? I have hair now. <laughs> it's not for you. It's for horses. You're a human being. Whatever. Wait, we got. Did you Did you see it? Did you see it? Did I jack it? Oh, I jacked it up. Go back. And then hit like one of those things. <laughs> No, it's not the right one. Wait, 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 I can do it, I can do it. Give me a second. Well, the point is, it doesn't make you feel like a stallion, but since you didn't even know you were using it, I guess not. There it is. Mm. Available on Amazon. I'm proud of you, Scott. Oh, where did you, where did you I, find I, I, this? I know what that is. I know what that is. You are not the only person with your complexion I have dated. Who is she? Who is she? Where, where, where are they? You mean who were what they? What are their names? <laughs> <laughs> She's armed, ladies. Uh, change your numbers. Oh, drop your social security. Get your go bag. She's a common. <laughs> All right, babe. Let's let's give another roast to the white people. Okay, this got? is my last question. Mm -hmm. Why don't you use washcloths? I mean, I don't because I'm gross and I'm a bachelor, but that's not a universal Wait white Wait a second. People you leave the dead skin on your skin? What do you mean? You like just, in the shower? Yeah. No. You get it off. Most people use like a loofah or something lame. What do you use? My hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those guys where I'll put the shampoo on my head and then I'll let it drip down my body and I'm like, oh good, more soap. <laughs> <laughs> Such a boy. Oh, come on, Dion. What are you over there like doing like 12 steps in your shower? <laughs> no. See, that's what I'm talking about. It's a but I, have, thing. I, have, I have a washcloth. I was going to say, he was raised by a black female. He has a washcloth. The washcloth's just going to collect bacteria. You you, use another one. You got to do laundry every five minutes you do it that way. That's why you get like a loofah or a stone. I use two washcloths. Okay. One for your face and one for your body. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he was raised by a black woman. That's the, well, all right. I'm learning things. I would just, I'd rather use like a, like a loofah or something like that. Just clean it. <laughs> Whatever, horse shampoo. And that was Racial Retort with special guest Dion Black. Thank you for contributing, sir. <laughs> well, okay, I have a question. And I, I promise I won't stay in this long. 
But there is something that Dion wanted to talk about, and I want to get his take on it, and we don't have to contribute because we're going long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Dion, what do you think is going to happen to conservatism after Trump? Okay, okay. so I think Trump made conservatism mainstream and cool. Mm -hmm. than what it was already was. Agreed. So, a lot of folks, and, you know, I, I, don't, I don't get into people's beefs and, and this or that and the other, but a lot of people jumped on the train. Right. The, 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 you know, the hype train or whatever. Yeah. And when Trump got cheated, you know, it's like a lot of people started showing their true colors. Yep. So, I think conservatism after Trump is how we handle things now. So it's kind of a divide in the conservative community, especially the black conservative community, um, that I think Democrats are just sitting back and like, yes. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a divide that needs to, to stop. Uh, we all have, have a, a common goal those conservatism, mm -hmm. you know, and, and exiting mm -hmm. the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. now, now, you know, you, know, you don't, don't have, have to be, be a conservative. conservative. You, know, you know, you can be an independent. My personal view is people have to earn my vote. You know, I'm not, I'm never going to Democrat again, and I'm not going to vote for you just because you got an R behind Good for you. <laughs> Do you think that Trump would unify the party if he were to win uh, the nomination? Um, I think the damage is done. Okay. You know, um, Trump winning again would be, you know, cool. We wouldn't have Sleepy Joe and I, you know, in the White House, and definitely not come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the I think damage is done now is, is we're in repair mode. So we have to, the midterms are coming up. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, we should have already done it, but we need to make sure that we gain, not lose seats mm -hmm. in the House and Senate. So that, you know, they can't just do anything they want to do now. Right. Agreed. Hmm. Well, Dion, it's been really nice having you on the show. Thanks so much for being a good sport and tuning in. Uh, we've really enjoyed it. And uh, go ahead and tell people where to find you again, and uh, go ahead and plug your organization so people can look you up. Uh, well, thank you all for having me. It was a wonderful time. You know, y'all are my new favorite couple. Oh. You know? <laughs> uh, but I'm on Facebook, Dion Black, uh, Twitter, and Instagram, and Poetic underscore Patriot. Uh, my firearm release is Trigger Outlaws Tactical on Facebook and Instagram. That's about it. Thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, for those of you out there that were listening, that was Dion Black. Give him a look. Check out his business and get yourself a firearm as a responsible American and go to someone like him if he's close to you. Learn how to use it responsibly and legally. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate you being on the show. We'll talk to you on social media, all right? Take care, right, everybody. Thanks. All right. Well, that was fun.
That was fun. I it's like nice Dion. to have. A, it's nice to be ganged up on during a racial retort. Yeah, there's a lot of things Dion does that he can't talk about, but Dion is uh, he's um, legit. He's legit. Mm. He's legit. So, well, I, I appreciated having him on the show, and I know that our listeners are starting to get a little antsy. Maybe some of them are past their bedtime. So, my darling, why don't you wrap this up with your final segment? This is something I've been thinking about for a while. Ladies, listen. I don't think enough of us, and even myself in the past, have taken <clears throat> choosing a lifelong partner seriously. Now, I'm not married. I've never been married. I haven't had many relationships. I haven't dated a lot. But I have thought about this a lot. And my, my friends, like my friend circle, we, we talk about this all the time. And we have for years, like choosing the right person, someone that would uh, fit our personality, our, our dreams, and, and so on and so forth. There's another thing, though, that when I got politically active and started realizing how our culture was kind of dissolving, what the Founding Fathers has almost, it's, it's almost gone, what they built, is, it's almost non-existent in this country, it started making me think about who I am and my part to play in the grand scheme of all these things. I think I'm kind of playing a part right now with the, with the show and trying to reach kind of your edgier conservatives who don't fit in with the you know conservative ink type and the fuddy duddies and stuff like that. Um, I think I'm playing my part there, but I always have wanted someone that I can come together with and we can we can work together. And and I don't mean that in a feminist way, like my partner. I'm not going to call him my husband because that means I have to submit to him. Like that's not what I mean. I mean I've always wanted someone that we can work together. And I was listening to a sermon uh, this morning actually. And he was talking about meek people. And he said, meek people, like people think of it as a weakness. It's not a weakness. A meek person bows their knee before their Lord and Savior, but stands up to the culture, stands up to unrighteousness. So I think that's the type of man that we need to be looking for in this environment right now for our generation. We need the man that is meek, maybe a little rough around the edges. That's what I kind of like. And, but we need someone who's meek, meaning they, they know who their Lord is, they know who their Savior is, they submit to Him, but when it comes to feminism, when it comes to transgenderism in schools, when it comes to, um, what else, socialism, some of the things that Dion even talked about, like this divide going on in conservatism, when it comes to things like that, we need those, those types of men to also be able to stand up to those types of things that are that are creeping in because I think I think these things creep in over time they creep in over generations and decades and what has happened is is it's there haven't been men that are like enough men I would say that are like no we're standing up to that crap we're not putting up with that so now we have to have moms stand up and go to school board meetings and nearly curse out the school board for what they're teaching their kids when it should be the men that are doing that type of thing. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we want meek men, not castrated men. And I think that is what has been created in our society right now, is we've got men who we would call them humble, but it's not humility. It's not biblical humility. Men who were humble before God and before uh, men of God and leaders in the Bible also went out and chopped heads off giants. That's the kind of men we need right now. We don't need men who are castrated, who are willing to bow, who are willing to say, 
well, you know, women, well, you know, feminine, well, you know, I understand where they're coming from. We don't need men that are like that. We need men who understand God and his righteousness and what he has put in, in, in the order of things. We don't need men that will bow to chaos and let it into our homes and let it into our children. A castrated man is a slave to his own vices and allows hell to break loose on the culture. I think we need meek men willing to bow, meek men who are willing to stand up for the culture, not castrated ones who will let all freaking hell break loose. So when you're thinking about the partner, if you're, if you're single or if you're dating, ask him questions about what he thinks. Allow him to be honest, though. I think a lot of men aren't allowed to be honest. I had a, a friend of mine talking to me about how he's like, well, I don't really put her in her place, but I, I speak my mind. I'm like, well, she's tough. You can put her in her place. She'll be all right. <laughs> you know, like she'll live. Tough women need tough men, and they need to be tough on each other. And as Jordan Peterson said, they need to contend together. Anyway, that's my ladies' lesson, something I've been thinking about today. Hey, Amen. You know, you heard it from her. It's a high standard but it's the standard we were built for. So, something to think about. Hey, Aussie. <laughs> Thank you so much, Aussie everybody, guy. for tuning in. The episode went slightly long today, but I think it was worth it. I enjoyed myself. I know you did, too. Tune in to us on the Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. And look up our special guest, Dion Black, at uh, pa- poetic underscore patriot, I'm both on IG and on Twitter. And... Educate yourself. If you're if you're if you're on the fence right now about finding the gun that's right for you, you're not sure if you should own one or not. You're not sure what the laws are, what the rules are. I've actually been getting a lot of messages about this from mutual friends lately. Go and talk to someone like Dion. They're a wealth of knowledge. They love to talk about this sort of stuff. They know this stuff backwards and forwards, and they usually will have good contacts that can put you in uh, touch with that they trust. That'll tra- train you properly, so that you know when some crazy knife-wielding lunatic or someone carrying in a shampoo store comes charging at you, you have options. <laughs> well, also, also, go subscribe to The Urban Conservative. Uh, help out content creators like myself, like um, Adul and Raheem. We're trying to reach the kind of conservatives that aren't being reached out to right now. Absolutely. And so go and subscribe. It's $10 a year. That's cheap. That is what I would call El Cheapo. $10 a year, you get to support the channel. Um, and contribute to some good content. Honestly, you get to see our smiling faces every week. You get to talk to Abdul and Rahim, and they're going to be splitting off and creating some new content mm-hmm. as well, some new exciting things on the horizon. Listen, there's all kinds of conservatives out there, but we're probably the most fun. Let's be honest. So if you want this good color commentary, if you want more content like this on your news feed, then all you need to do is drop a few pennies on the dollar over a month, and you will have all of this to yourself thank you so much for tuning into two americas this has been a blast we will see you all next week 9 p.m sharp don't miss it <laughs> bye now bye goodbye